Hi guys, welcome to the Powerful AF Podcast. My name is Bracey Dutton and I share on the internet how I healed my food addiction by ditching toxic thoughts and ingredients. This podcast is all about empowering you with the knowledge to get on the other side of food addiction. A lot of it has to do with food and a lot more of it has to do with healing our mindset. We'll talk about healing trauma, getting rid of those nasty limiting beliefs that are holding us back and how to fully step into your power and own your life. So if that sounds like something you're interested in, keep listening. Hello, everyone. Welcome back to another episode of the Powerful AF Podcast. I am so excited for today's guest, my friend Andrea, the founder of Switch Natural. If you guys have not heard me about heard me talk about Switch Natural, you must live under a rock because I mention it at least once a day on <laughs> one of my social media platforms. And I was telling her before we hit record, I'm so excited to have her on because I talk about her so often. I'm like, we just need to break it all down in one podcast episode. So thank you so much for being here, Andrea. Thank you for having me. I'm so excited. Yay. So let's talk about what Switch Natural is real quick, just so everyone's up to speed. Um, and I want you to tell your story of how you got started. But guys, Switch Natural is a an Instagram page, which is where I found Andrea in 2020 when I like had my awakening to the world of clean food and then clean products and how ingredients in our cosmetics and household products and hygiene products and so many other things are actually unsafe and toxic. So Andrea has an Instagram page where she educates on how to find clean items. And then she came out with an app where you can scan the ingredient label And it tells you what's in the product, if it's safe or not. If it's not safe, there is so much information on why. And she also provides um, swaps. She has a whole like mall. I love looking at your website (laughs) to Mm -hmm. see all of the product um, swaps that are out there for us. So that's what she does. And I want you to tell us what you do, Andrea, and how in the heck did you figure all of this out? Like, have you always been this way or was there a wake up moment? (laughs) Yeah. So, well, I like that you mentioned all the swaps because truly there are so many options that are clean now. Yeah. I mean, if you can find the resources, just the information out there, there is a switch and it's, it's become really pretty easy as long as we can spread awareness. But I really got started when I was pregnant with my twins. I have twin boys that are turning nine this month. And back in 2014, I think like a lot of expecting parents, I was like, I'm going to clean everything out. I'm going to have a healthy diet. I'm going to make sure there's no like toxic, anything toxic in my house, use baby safe products. And I started to get confused because information that would say something safe for pregnant women or babies. And then I would look at the ingredient list and I would so wait, 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 you're supposed to avoid that though. Why is that there? And I had this moment where I knew that I had to learn what these ingredients were because I figured that the marketing wasn't telling me the full story. And I just started systematically looking up each ingredient and all the products that I was using. And if there was 
information out there or studies that had been done that said, Hey, this is questionable. I would avoid products that contain those. And I kept track of all of this and it became this big undertaking that, um, I thought would be really quick. And it, it, it's actually a never ending process because there's so many ingredients, new ingredients come out every single day. And the whole time I'm doing this, I just knew that other people had these questions too. And the fact that I was having such a hard time figuring this out and there wasn't one place I could trust, I knew I wanted to share it with people. So I stored it away. <laughs> my twins came and my life was turned upside down, kept researching. And eventually I uh, put my blog out there, which was switchnatural.com. And I, I thought that this would be the way that I was going to spread the information. And some people read my blog, but not a lot. And it quickly moved over to Instagram. I started, once I started Instagram, I was like, this is it. This is how I'm going to help people because we can communicate directly. And I started to build this small, but like really close community of people that felt and believed similar to me that there's so many toxins and they understood and they got it. And I could see that they were making changes and it was just really exciting. And fast forward. So I started switch natural on Instagram in 2019. And let's see, two years later, I launched the app and the app. I really had that idea because the majority of the questions that I was getting on Instagram is, is this product safe? If it's not, why, you know, what's in, what's in here that's making you say, I probably shouldn't use it. And then the next question was, what should I use instead? So a lot of times, you know, I get it got to the point where I was getting so many questions that I couldn't respond quickly enough. Someone would be in the store and then they would buy it. So that's where the idea of the app came from. I wanted people to have something in their hand that they could figure out on the spot, whether or not they wanted to buy a specific product. So my app scans, um, product ingredient labels, it'll scan any product and it, you know, it educates you as to whether or not that's safe and why. And I also put all my favorite products and I've expanded that to include clean products that I've come across that my communities told me they love just so people have like a bank of clean products to choose from. And I'm continually updating it. <laughs> it's a never ending journey, but it's a fun one. I'm, I'm really enjoying it. Yeah. Well, there's so much there, Andrea. Like, do you understand the gravity of what, what you have created? Oh. Like <laughs> how impactful it is well it feels good to hear you say that I'm I'm yeah. like it brings me so much joy just to, inside to know that it's like help somebody else it's just because I just want to scream it from the rooftops you know once right. you learn this stuff it's it's hard not to want to share well and when you said um there wasn't one place one place that you could go that you could trust and that's what you have created like there are, there's a question I wanted to ask you actually. We were talking about the app. Oh, and how it scans the ingredient label. Is your app the only app that scans the ingredient label versus the barcode? Do you know? To my knowledge, yes. I, the ones that I've seen scan barcodes. Yeah, yeah. And that was the problem I was running into. Like I did, right. I used, I used apps, um, because I was trying new, new products. You know, when I started this in 2000, 
14, there were not that many clean brands. So mm-hmm. a lot of the products that I was scanning, like I couldn't find any information on them. They weren't in any of the databases. They weren't in any stores and, you know, still there's issues with that, but there's a lot more in store now and like grocery stores and stuff. But back right. then these were like very obscure products. And so I really couldn't get good information. Right. I mean, and it's the same with, with the, all those apps, like, um, what's the EWG skin deep and we'll go into, you know, the, I don't, I don't expect you to (laughs) talk badly about any other app, but I will share my experience with them and how I compare them to how yours function. Mm -hmm. Um, Because what I find is the other apps aren't accurate based on what I've learned and what I've learned from you. And yeah, they don't have a full, like when you can only scan the barcode of a product and that app might not have that product in their database. So then you don't know, right? So that's what I love about your app is it scans the actual ingredient label. And so then there's no, there's no limit to what you can scan and what I love about your app. Oh, were you, did you want to say something? Oh no, I was just going to say like <laughs> barcodes are a nice backup to have. I don't, I feel like they're not as, um, you know, just you, you do it so quickly in the store and you don't have to crop it or anything, but, um, there, I guess they have their benefit. And I think that the other, the, the other question I had is how accurate are these databases? Because co- companies are changing product ingredients. So right. if you really want to know, I think the, the best way is if you can scan what's on the what's on the packaging. Right. Right. And, um, the other thing I was going to say is that you are independently owned, correct? Yes. So yes, it's all me. And I think that is maybe this is where you were going. I I understand. I, I think that the biggest difference here is that a lot of these apps are in business for consumers, obviously like to help us, but they're also in, on the business side, right? And they right. support and interact with both. Um, I'm providing unbiased and yep. I'm not I'm not in business with brands, you know, to promote them as approved or anything of right. that nature. Like my app is agnostic and it doesn't know what company it's scanning or what brand it's scanning. So That's um, you, you just have that level of comfort. Yeah, that is so huge. And and it's unfortunate, but it's not like it's a secret that this is happening in cosmetics industry and food industry where um, big brands that have a lot of money to spend are able to, you know, pay their way into certain avenues. And it's, that's um, something else you said about you were confused when you were reading product labels or products were marketing themselves as clean. And then you go to read the ingredient label and it's not, I think that should be illegal as false advertising, you know, and it's happening with food and products. And it is so important that we as consumers are empowered with knowledge to know, to actually take our health into our own hands and not just trust the, you know, labeling of the product. So what would you say Yeah, I think that's a really good point. And there's really two parts in my mind. I mean, yes, some of this is um, either a lack of care or like malice on the part of the companies, but then like part of it is just the law. Like there are no laws for 
what clean means, what non-toxic means, what, what natural means in cosmetics. I mean, there's really only one label that means anything when it comes to products and that's USDA, USDA organic and that's, or organic and that's rarely used. I mean, right. it's really a food thing. So and that's not even like what it seems to be apparently. So I'm hearing, oh, like, gosh, yeah. it doesn't even have to be fully organic and it's crazy. But anyway. It's getting to the point. Yeah. There's just not a, there's just not a whole lot of regulation. There's not a lot right. of laws around labeling. And so companies just choose whatever they want. It's right. unfortunate. Um, I think some of them have good intentions. Some of them, maybe not yeah. so much. And then you've got influencers. Like, I mean, when you were talking, I was thinking about this latest, <laughs> I guess, scandal um, with dietitians being paid to, you know, to promote substances that maybe aren't so great for us. And I was sort of like, whoa, this is, here we go. You know, it yeah. just keeps, this stuff just keeps getting unearthed. And right. I like to say this with what I've learned with ingredients over the years. I feel like it's been a little bit long enough for me to have some perspective on this where ingredients yeah. that I thought would say were questionable, you know, and people are like, well, maybe not like this research. There's only been one study or you know, there's not enough done on humans. And then come to find out it's worse than we thought. Like it rarely ever goes the other way. So I just tend to, if there are some indications that this might not be good for us and it's something we don't have to use, why would we use it? And there's alternatives. Right. So to me, it's, this is like the low hanging fruit, choosing safe products. We yeah. have the option it's available, works just as good. Why not? Well, and that's what I love about you. And that's why I recommend you and your app over any other, because I guess because I know you personally and we've had this conversation so many times and I've watched your content and your interactions so closely, like you don't cut any corners. And what you're saying is like, if it's questionable, it's a no. And until it's proven otherwise, and of course people are going to do whatever they want, but you just yeah. hold such a high standard, um, which I, I find so important. And, you know, at some point we just have to use common sense. Like mm -hmm. at this point, it's obvious that it's safe to assume, you know, if we don't know, it's safe to assume that it's not safe <laughs> is what yeah. I hear you saying. And it yeah. sucks that that's the reality. But, and like you said, I mean, at the end of the day, we don't need makeup or we don't need so that's, many things. Number yeah. one, <laughs> which that's so true. don't get me wrong. I love makeup. So I'm so grateful there's clean brands out there. Yeah. No. And I mean, I try to, I mean, I'm, I realize that I can make, I make mistakes and that's why I update or I miss things or people bring new things to my attention. I just yeah. try to do the best I can. And, but part of it is just, I want people to have the information. I want there to be transparency and then you do what you want with that information. But if you don't yeah. have the information, then you can't make an, a decision, an educated decision. You know, you know, what might be harmful and then you choose, you choose whatever right. works for you, whatever's within your means your budget your wants and needs and i just think transparency is so important and that's like a big piece of what we're missing so yeah trying to illuminate this stuff yeah and i love that how it's a value of yours to provide the information because i don't think we can actually like change our habits or change our buying habits as consumers if we don't know why we are changing our habits. And I love that you provide that. 
that's my name. Like I'm so stubborn. Like I have to know why. So it was really, it's really important to me if people, the people that want to know can take the time and learn and, you know, it really sticks when you read, when you know why, I mean, there are people that don't, they just want to tell me yes, tell me no. And I'm go about yeah. my day. I don't have time. I don't want to <laughs> cloud my brain with that. And that's fine. But there are people that I think that it makes a big difference to understand why, like, especially when you're trying to help like your family members or your friends, people you love. And they're like, well, I'm fine. Or, you know, the litany of reasons why they think they don't need to switch. I think having a description of why having re links to research can like make or break their decision. Yeah. yeah. And so, yeah, when you use the app for everyone listening, you scan the ingredient label. And then if there's anything unsafe, it, it you click it and it tells you why it's unsafe. And then there's how many articles posted or um, studies at yeah. least three, four, maybe five. Yeah. Right? I try to get at least more than one. I, I probably, there's at least, there's probably two, three or two or more for most of right, them. Right. Um, yeah. I think there's which one, is, which is my favorite, you know, cause people on social media, usually trolls are like cite the source anytime you say anything. So it's like, and well, then, and then the, yeah. let, let me go to and my switch the, natural app real quick. <laughs> the funny thing too, is You've got to be careful what source you're using because oh a lot God. of these studies are industry funded. And so the first thing that I do is I go to the bottom. I'm like, who wrote this? Why did they write it? And who paid for it? And I mean, I'll, I'll, you know, I don't use any ones that are, and not that they're all bad if they're from industry funded, but you just have to know that they're pushing in it. They have an yeah. agenda. So you got to keep that in mind. So I don't cite any of those. Uh, but I think that is an important thing for people that are doing research. Absolutely. It is. And when people come at me with, they'll like come at me with their research and I'm like, okay, but who funded it? Like I can <laughs> right. look at that research study and tell you that big food funded that study. And yeah, yeah, yeah that part sucks. It's like, okay, that weapon, that, that it's being used as a weapon at this point, you know? And so many of us don't even know. So, and it's not, it's not fun arguing with people about this. So like if someone wants to argue, most of the times I just, I let them do what yeah. they want, you know, because it, there's no point. And we are here to help and serve and provide information to people who actually want it. And um, yeah, that's true. And, you know, really care to know. Um, so it let's talk. Oh, go ahead. I was gonna say it takes a filter and it takes like a level of strength. I mean, like for you to say that and not respond to be able to put this information out, get trolls or whatever, and not, not respond. It, it takes yeah. a lot of mental energy. Yeah. <laughs> Do you get much of that? Or have you gotten that like on reels or anything where people want to argue with you and say that this, oh, you did, you made something about fear mongering. Oh yeah. Yeah. What inspired that? I'm trying to think fear. Mong okay. I don't think I got directly called a fear monger. I'm trying to remember what, per I, I guess I, maybe I did. I guess I did. Something, something inspired that real. Cause you were like, yeah, caring about safe products, fear mongering. I don't know. Maybe you just thought of it on your own or you saw someone else's content maybe. Yeah. I'm always cognizant to try not to come across as a fear monger because it's not really fair. Like we're taking up space in people's lives and their personal well-being. And I don't want to be that person that when someone's scrolling, they feel scared or they feel anxious. Like, I don't want to contribute to that. Like, 
I want to be a positive, yeah. uh, a positive person in this space because there's so much, it's so easy to get reactions and viral and feedback when you're posting the most salacious or scary thing. And that's just something right. I don't want to do. Right. Well, yeah. And then some people just simply putting out information, they interpret it as fear mongering. You know? Yeah, you got to be careful. People are real sensitive. You have to be right. careful in the way that you frame stuff, or it can it can be spun out of control. I don't I don't get too much of it. I I've spent a little bit of time on TikTok, and I feel like that's more of a wild west. Yeah. <laughs> Instagram and my community, I feel like is pr- still pretty like tight knit and small. The people that are paying attention to me, I think, want to be there for the most yeah. part. So it's Which pretty awesome. Dope. Yeah. That, that that goes to show that you do do a great job at the way that you deliver information. I think the way I deliver information and insights, people don't argue with me, which is fine. <laughs> well, you're so, what I love about you is you're so relatable. Like I, I mean, feels like we've been friends for, I know we've known each other for maybe a few years now, but it feels like we've been friends forever. Like you're I the person I feel like I could just talk and talk and talk. And I love that about you. And we've never met in person and I, she live, you live <laughs> in the Houston area and I just moved from the Houston area and we've yet to meet in person. So I can't I regret that to happen. Yeah, I have to I be honest with you. When I like meditate and I envision my future, I always envision myself like sitting at a table with all of these people. And it's like, people that I've interacted with on social media and you're always at that table. So oh, I feel so honored. I love that. That's a great thing to envision. I, wow. That's so cool. You know how like influencers that. like always have like these things where they get together and certain brands, like take them places. Have you ever seen that? Yes. I feel like there was a, that was like a trend and I don't see it as much, but there was definitely yeah. a period where it was happening a lot. I think brands were like putting on these like retreats and they would invite. Yeah. Like Tula did it a lot. And like those oh, brands okay. were like, influencers or like YouTube people and it's still happening maybe on a smaller scale but I see all of all I say us but like the people who are prominent in the um, niche of you know wellness and clean eating and clean living and all of that I, I see something like that happening where we have like a retreat or something where really we really cool together. Yeah, How cool would that, be? that would be cool. We anyway. should like, I know, form some sort of group. And um, I know I've thought I've envisioned group. that too. I have so many damn ideas. I can't keep up. But. Well, the take my takeaway is like, I never thought I would make friend like true friends on Instagram, but you really can. And you, it yeah. does happen. And I, it's been the coolest part of this whole experience because I was used to be such a shy Instagram person. Like I just observed for all those years yeah. and never actually posted anything, but like you can find people that have the same interests, which is so cool that live in other States. And it's so cool, especially on this journey. I mean, did you experience any sort of like isolating feeling because you were like doing things differently than people around you? Oh, that's a great point. Yes it totally feels like you're on an Island because you're the one crazy person reading labels. Everybody's like, what are you doing? (laughs) They're like, wait, these other people do it too. Okay. Yeah. So it is nice to meet people who get it and like, don't make us feel crazy. That's the blessing of social media. I think really. Absolutely. The connection. I I write it on my gratitude list every day because every day I get frustrated with social media and then I get to remind myself. Oh, I like that. Yeah. I am grateful for it. You know, so the mm-hmm. connections, the people we can reach. So let's talk about, we, we said people, it's, it's really great for people to know why they 
can benefit from buying clean products. So can we talk about some of the whys behind swapping? Yeah, sure. Um, so one thing that I just noticed in general, since I started this is I use so many fewer products than I did prior to like we're marketed mm-hmm. an insane number of products. And I think, you know, I was doing a post recently. It's like women put over a hundred chemicals on their bodies per day. Per day. It, yeah. Like the average American woman, I think. And so, so many of those, I mean, we've got endocrine disruptors, we've got in, um, ingredients that have carcinogenic byproducts in, and there's this like theory that, oh, well, they're in such small doses. It's less one. The big thing is it's less than 1% of the formula. And you hear that with preservatives all the time, but when you're putting on 168 chemicals a day and it's day after day, it's just like, it's long-term consistent exposure. And we do know what, you know, there's been studies on these individual ingredients, but what the crazy thing is, what we don't know is what do they do altogether? What do they do? how do they interact with one another? So there's so much that's really unknown at the very little, at the very least, we know that small amounts of certain chemicals can be harmful. So in my mind, it's probably a lot worse than what we even think. And like with endocrine disruptors, they're made to, um, our bodies are made to detect small amounts of hormones. So to say that a small percentage of um, an endocrine disruptor, it doesn't matter. It's just not true. So yeah. What can we go just into what, um, endocrine means in case someone doesn't know? Yeah. And so it's your hormones. So like your, uh, there's ingredients that act like estrogen or they mimic their hormone receptor sites in your body. So your hormones can get thrown off and that can, um, lead to a cycle of other health problems. I mean, it's just one thing and one thing leads to the next. If your hormones are out of whack. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So in endocrine disrupting ingredients, cancer causing ingredients. I mean, when I like name, because I'll scan my stuff on your app and I haven't even, honestly, y'all, I haven't even begun to try to know how to read a cosmetics label on my own because I can trust Andrea and her app and because I have spent so much time getting to know her and like I said I feel like she's the most thorough like quote-unquote strict um app on the market because number one it's so confusing and I think that that's perfect for these companies like it's so confusing we don't even try to understand it right like yeah it's so confusing things it really is. And that's why they're it's tiny print on the back of the <laughs> label. Yeah. You can't even read them. I mean, it's like, you need a micro. I remember when I started this, like I would get headaches because I'd be like trying to read oh my the label. And like, finally, I just resorted to looking things up online because my eyes hurt. <laughs> right. Yes. Yeah. Um, and it, there's so much yeah. nuance and there's so many, there's just so many ingredients. And like, I wrote, a, I wrote a blog post specifically all, I think it's all on endocrine disruptors and it goes into the details and which ones to look out for. Um, yes. So, yes. Well, that's great to know. And that is, um, I mean, I've been talking about this more and more, but part of the endocrine disrupting chemicals affect how, or no, let me, 
I can't talk. <laughs> they contribute to symptoms of food addiction. And that is yes. so for people to wrap their mind around. Like people make fun of me a lot when I talk about this because they're like, oh, ha ha, blaming your makeup for being overweight. <laughs> I'm like, no, but really it's real. It's real. No, it's so true. And it's all, it's all related. It's like when our hormones get out of whack, our body, um, yeah, gosh, yeah. it's, well, there's a whole, um, classification for them now they're called obesogens because they okay. are causing they're directly linked and correlated to obesity they affect hormones and hormones control our hunger and craving centers hormones control um our gut health everything so yes okay. it's yes you're exactly right um i i was um thinking of all the like the symptoms of endocrine disruptors and i think there was a study that showed it like it it affects your metabolism yep Yep. And wild. Yeah. And I was reading an article. Um, these two scientists, maybe I think that it was like a podcast I was listening to. It was the most driest conversation I've ever listened to in my life, like learning <laughs> about the scientific stuff. But it was just so um validating to me the way that they were these like men scientists were just validating how these chemicals are they are just as important to consider than diet and exercise they were saying like that's how much of an impact they have on someone being able to lose weight or keep weight off which i have chills talking about it because it's so important that we know this information and it's around us i was um I was posting today about dust. This is so random, but that one of the high concentration of chemical they found in dust is phthalates. Oh phthalates God. is in our, is in fragrance is in plastics. And what happens is it just like, the, it just accumulates in the dust and we breathe it in all day in our house. And phthalate is an endocrine disruptor. Like that can also mess with reproduction and like development of fetuses. It's just, um, it's wild. Yeah. yeah. Oh my gosh. I mean, it, it's not, random it this is the thing it comes down to and this is where it can get overwhelming so everyone take this with a grain of salt but it's almost like just look around your house like every single thing you see possibly has potentially unsafe components yeah right and that sucks <laughs> yeah, so we it get sucks. to eat ourselves yeah. it does but it's also like a good reminder and I to remind myself this too it's like making changes when you can't it also empowers you to make the changes when you have the information to do right. so right because there's so much that we can't control it's like when you're out to eat you know you might be a restaurant that uses seed oils or whatever and you you can't avoid it and that's fine because you eat well at home right, right. same thing with like with products um it's so easy for us to change the products that we use every single day like that's one big thing we can take one big route of exposure we can remove from our plate um makes a big difference yeah i'm so glad you said that because as much as we can reduce our exposure it's doing positive things for us because it really is like our cup just gets full 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 so if we can reduce one simple thing we are reducing that exposure yeah. and it, think, it yeah. does make a difference you think about how much time you spend at home or how much time you just spend in your bed at night like even if you're gone all day like sleeping in sheets that are not washed with fragrance that's like 
so many hours that you're not exposed to that anymore. I mean, it's a huge part of your life. So yeah. What are some other, like when someone says, okay, I'm brand new to this journey, like what's some of the simplest things or what are the most impactful things that you recommend swapping to begin with? Yeah, I would say get fragrance out of your, if you could just avoid fragrance products, I think you would avoid a lot of things that you probably don't want to use unknowingly. It like, yeah, it eliminates other ingredients, right? Yes. Fragrance. Yeah. It eliminates so many. And then I think when you start using unfragrance products, you just feel so much better. I think a lot of people don't even realize they feel bad. I mean, that was me. And then I got rid of fragrance products. I was like, wow, like, this is what it feels like to, for things to smell clean, like truly clean, but not smell like something. Yeah. Everything we put in our house, like product wise, even trash bags. Yeah. I accidentally bought trash bags that had fragrance. They didn't even say they were fragrance. That's the funny thing about Ooh, trash bags. No way. And then you bring them into your house. And if you don't use fragrance in your house anymore, oh suddenly you're like, whoa, <laughs> I had to take them out. I put them in the, I put them outside. Yep. I had that same experience in the house that we're in this summer. They had like trash bags in the cupboard and I went to use it and it was fragrance and I couldn't keep it in the house. Yeah. It makes me so sick. I'll just pass someone on yeah. the street who has fragrance on and my whole body's like sending a warning signal of like this is but like you said when you're using it every single day those signals in your body are actually not working properly and that it happens with food too like if you're eating that oh, yeah. eating heavily processed food every day your body those signal systems are malfunctioning because they're being overloaded Makes so much sense. I feel like that's a great comparison. Like the food, the way your body feels when you start eating well, and then the way that you feel when you get fragrance out. And it's, um, it's almost like, oh, my body's working and it's telling me what to do. Like, it's telling me to get away from this area because this is not good for me. And I, you know, if you're somebody that cleans a lot and maybe you have asthma, like I always wonder if they, if those people stop using toxic cleaning products, like maybe they would feel better. Yeah. You know, I, I mean, I've heard of people that have, you know, so I, I definitely believe it's possible. Okay. So you said if you could get fragrance out is a big one. Is there anything else that you recommend? So so, yeah. So fragrance. And I would say that spans cleaning products and makeup. I mean, fragrance is in everything. Um, what else can, could I say is an easy one to look for? Oh, it's like the biggest impact, you know? So fragrance is a really good one. Um, fragrance is a really good one. I would say like disinfectants. Mm. That's another good one. Um, like even some, I think they're still like antibacterial hand soaps, I believe, and cleaners. And we really just don't need them because they contribute to antibiotic resistance. And we just want to wash away the germs instead of kill them. So mm-hmm. I germs used to are be, not bad people. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That's a, it, Yeah. <laughs> You know, they can be right, but actually we need them to diversify our gut microbiome. Yeah. So just like regular cleaning soap and water. Um, that's a good one. Makeup. I mean, the first one that comes to mind when mate for me with makeup is talc. Um, I just think that there's no reason that companies should be using talc at this point. It blows my mind to see, especially when I see clean brands that have talc in them. I, I mean, we've known it's, there has been information put out there that talc can be contaminated with aspe- with asbestos, which is carcinogenic, like highly not good for us. And it's very difficult. Right? 
What'd you say? Is that mold? Or did Wait. I make that up? Is it? Wait. <laughs> is oh, is it mold? Is that what you asked? Yeah. That's no. Okay. So oh, why did I think that was mold? Okay. It's okay. Asbestos is um, like these tiny particles that get, and it's mined very, asbestos is close to where talc is mined. And so freak, mm -hmm. what happens is asbestos gets pulled out with the talc and it's in the product. And what it does is it gets, when you breathe it in, it gets into your lungs and it causes, I don't know if you've heard of mesothelioma. Because mm, you've got no. the mesothelioma issue right and then you've got you know there's there's thousands of lawsuits of people that were using uh talc powder in their underwear having like ovarian cancer okay oh so there's God. this link okay so that's baby um, powder right that's where johnson and johnson it took them I mean, this, that was going on i think in the 70s but they used it up until finally in the two i mean it hasn't been that long they stopped selling talc in their powder in the U S but it was still sold overseas. I think this year or next year, they're finally phasing it out overseas. Um, it's well, that means like, it was used on us as babies, basically. Probably. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> and then the other thing there's been women who use, and I was actually found in Claire's makeup, like mm. in the eyeshadows and stuff, because there were people that were using the makeup and then they were having mesothelioma. And it's like, wait, I'm this young woman with mesothelioma. Like what's going on? turns out the makeup was contaminated, had talc that was contaminated with asbestos. And so companies were saying now, oh, my talc is asbestos free. But the way that the way that you test for talc, for asbestos and talc, it's not easy. And there's different methods. And what we're learning is the old methods weren't accurate. And um, one of the things with the recent cosmetics legislation is there's a push to find a better way to test just because one sample has it or doesn't have it doesn't mean another sample from that same brand might not have it. It's impossible to be able to say from what I've learned, it's a very difficult, if not impossible to say that this entire makeup category would not have asbestos right. contamination in the talc. So all that to say, it surprises me. And I think it's unfortunate that brands are still using talc because there's great makeup without talc. Like, That's what I was about to say. That is my number one argument with so no many sense. things. It's like, if you can make it clean, then I don't want to hear any of your excuses like these other yeah, brands are doing it. So yeah, exactly. I mean, maybe cost, but so what, like my health is worth less than the cost of makeup that it just doesn't make sense. Yeah. There's <laughs> a whole, there's a whole documentary about this. It's called, um, gosh, it's called dirty beauty. I think what's it called? Oh, I don't know. I'll look it up and I'll get you the name, I but it's, it is, I mean, it will just like blow your mind. It goes through all the lawsuits that, that Johnson and Johnson has been through and the, um, yeah, the talk stuff is pretty dirty. Toxic beauty. Toxic, toxic beauty. beauty. Okay. Yeah. All right, y'all. I'm interrupting this episode for a quick second to plug one of my own products that I think it's really important that you guys know about. And it's the clean eating recipe book holiday edition. If you don't already have the clean eating recipe book, go grab it because it's not only a recipe book, it's actually like a crash course in clean eating and teaches you how to shop for clean foods, basic ingredients to avoid, and really empowers you as a consumer, plus gives you so many clean eating recipes. So check that out. And then now there is a holiday edition. So with Thanksgiving coming up and Christmas and all of the holidays, 
what's really cool about clean eating is that you don't have to not eat any of your favorite holiday foods. You can make a clean version of them. So go grab it. I'll put it in the show notes of this episode. It's only $5 by the way, and you can get both of them for $10. So it's a no brainer. I've had lots of great reviews on it. So grab it before the holiday starts and back to the episode. Yeah. And well, you know, I'm thinking about I started using makeup so young and then yeah um I worked at Mac Cosmetics oh yeah like, so that's right so bad I was piling talc on my face from their studio fix powder because it's like the you know the best powder because it covers right. everything and I was just layering that on my skin every day so and how you said that one of the reasons why to swap to clean beauty is because we are going to use less products. And mm-hmm. that's so true too, um, in regard to like consumerism, when you start learning this stuff and making the swaps, it's so crazy how now I'm just like so happy with this minimalist lifestyle where I just have less stuff. Whereas I had so much makeup when I went to throw out my makeup, there was so much makeup. Cause I was like hoarding it and collecting it. And it lasts forever. It has like no expiration dates, yeah. which is not good. <laughs> no, my gosh. Okay. You don't want it to last forever and you don't want it to stay on your face forever. I know people really like long wear mm. makeup and there is clean makeup that lasts longer than others. Like that was a big complaint. I think in the early days, like now there are right. some that last longer, but like, I would not want to put makeup on in the morning and then like happen to fall asleep with it. And it still look the same the next day. Like that's not a good sign. <laughs> Dang. I'm so glad you said that because I do get kind of frustrated when my makeup doesn't look perfect at the end of the day, but I'm willing to sacrifice sacrifice that one you thing. Be told. You look, a lot like, of you look, powder. Yeah, you do look in the mirror though throughout the day. You probably touch up anyway, you know? Like I mean, yeah. I do. Like it's, I'm not it's the touch rare. up type, but I could, you know. You could. Like yeah. I could touch up. Um yeah. well, one thing popped up in my head about talc that I don't want to forget. Um yeah. I mentioned that one too, because it's easy to spot. It's usually the first ingredient in makeup, which is crazy. It's like but it's, it's only going to be in powder, right? No, 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 no. Really? It's foundation too. Yeah. Okay. So, okay. but it's an easy one to spot. So like, if you're not used to reading labels, but you want to, you know, avoid, you know, and most likely if it's got talc, it's got other stuff too. So I have like a, um, a brand that is um marketed as clean and some of their products are clean but their powder has talc in it I still have it in my makeup bag <laughs> it's from saint s-a-i-n-t oh yeah yeah I remember and it sucks because they have other clean stuff I wish it was and that's something else is have you ran into many brands and hopefully it's more now but many brands where the whole entire line is clean a uh, few it's not very often especially yeah it's very rare um but i will say the one you introduced me to crunchy yeah i've scanned all the crunchy products and they're all clean yeah i scan i'll never forget scanning them all or you did app. you scanned them I all felt you so me. excited <laughs> yeah that was neat that was a that's cool moment so rare to find um and i that's Ooh. something else people need to know is i think that consumers assume that if one product from a brand is clean then the whole brand is clean and that is rarely the case very especially with makeup yeah yeah that's true it's a good point you want to scan all every product it's easy to say oh I love their whatever and and so I want to buy all the other stuff and it's easy but you really want to get in the habit of scanning each product and each time you buy it because 
like I said earlier, they change. And the where are you buy it? Oh, Each yeah. time you buy it, where you buy it? Because like, say you're getting something off Amazon or, I mean, directly from their site is always going to be like the most up-to-date, I would assume. But I think that's on true. Amazon are not always accurate, right? Mm-hmm. I have found that sometimes the labels are not, ref- like up-to-date labels aren't reflected on different retailers. So like right. the company website will, ha- will say something and then the retailer will say something different. So yeah. Happened with some pads at uh, Walmart, I think. Do you Somewhat. remember this? What uh, was it? Menstrual pads. Okay, what about it? I think that this has been a while. I can't remember if I talked to you. I guess I didn't talk to you about this, but there were pads that um, were clean on the company's website, but like Walmart was selling a different version of them and they had titanium dioxide in them. No, that kind of sounds familiar. Wow. Or, not, or maybe, or like, maybe it wasn't, I think it had titanium dioxide and maybe it had, um, maybe fragrance or something. I can't remember, but I was like, Whoa, cause they look the same, but, um, they responded that they were selling different versions of them. What the actual hell? I know. I know. <laughs> um, you just have to laugh sometimes so that you don't cry. Um, yeah. <laughs> I mean, at least I do. Yeah. <laughs> so let's talk about titanium dioxide. that's in feminine hygiene products as well as other well no okay let's talk about it because I know it depends on yeah so this one is really tricky annoying and confusing I'll try to like break it down especially because I mean there was a lot of which you know more about this than me um there was a big controversy about titanium dioxide in food right yeah and skittles I think was the latest scandal (laughs) Yeah. Skittles is lay scandal. So it got on everybody's radar, but what people, yeah. and then, so people started looking for it in other products. Cause it, you don't want it in your food. I mean, there's no reason for it. It's not a food ingredient. You don't want it in your food. Yeah. Um, it's in a lot of makeup. It's in sunscreen. It's in makeup. It's in most makeup. I would say, especially like, uh, I mean, it's just everywhere because it, it's, uh, it makes things opaque and it adds whiteness and brightness. Um, but from what I've learned about titanium dioxide is you don't want to inhale it. Like the biggest risk is it does something to your lungs. So I tell people avoid it in things like loose powder or spray sunscreen that you're probably going to inhale. Now, if it's a pressed eyeshadow, I'm not as concerned. Okay. Uh, also, I lost my train of thought for a second. Okay. So the other thing, and when it comes to like menstrual products, I just don't understand, or I don't agree that titanium dioxide is a necessary ingredient. Why do we need our tampons to be more white? I mean, come on. Now I've had not give a crap what color it is. Right. (laughs) So I just think it's not worth it. So Uh, yeah, I've talked to you know beauty brands and people that will say there are certain colors of lipstick or certain colors of color cosmetics that you cannot make without this ingredient. And so we've got to use it to make this certain color. Um, I'm a little bit more sympathetic there. I would draw the line. Like I would, I would not want to eat it. Right. I would not want it in my tampons. So, and actually the way I have the app now, there's a note in there about titanium dioxide and the switch natural app, but I do not as of now flag it universally because I do think it seems to be an ingredient that is necessary sometimes. And it's not, um, totally toxic in certain products. 
Is it something to do with its particle size when you like put it on great your skin? Point. That's a great point. So I do know that um, non-nano is always safer. Like nanoparticles, you want to avoid, they can disrupt the DNA of cells, um, generally speaking. So there's more and more research coming out on nano size particles of different chemicals. Um, and, and that just means it's smaller, basically, super, right? Super, super small. So that it can enter in through your skin right. and get into your bloodstream. Right. right. Okay. So when you're looking for, it's funny when you look for sunscreens, I always say use a non nano zinc oxide only sunscreen. Mm -hmm. A lot of the titanium dioxide and sunscreen, it's, it's better than chemical sunscreens, but it might be nano. And that's right. just sort of a murky area. Like the safest sunscreen ingredient is definitely zinc oxide, non-nano. I mean, it's what's used, been used in diaper creams for years. It's actually good mm -hmm. for the skin and it's been shown to not cross into the blood right. and, um, because it's bigger particles, it's non nanoparticles. Right. And, and those are easy to find y'all. So <laughs> yes, that's that's easy to find now. yeah, exactly. Nope. And that's what for your babies, please. You know, this is something else and it's, this is hard to discuss. I know because when I share things in regard to like my kids and making swaps for my kids, parents feel like attacked and they feel like, you know, they aren't doing good enough or whatever that is. And the reason that I, you know, recommend especially swapping things for our kids is because when they're still developing, it's these chemicals are going to have a bigger impact on them. They're more susceptible to certain things. And this is with food and um, chemicals and hygiene products and all of this. So, you know, like, and it's our whole life of accumulation. So if we can start young, yeah. I always, always say like, I'm doing the work for future generations. I feel like we have been like the guinea pigs and we're waking up to all of this. And now we get to pass this on to our kids so that they can, you know, start the healing. Well, I, I think it's great that you're brave enough to share about your kids because you're right. It is like a, um, you, you become a target. Yeah. But you just do the best you can with the information right. that, you know, like we've talked about this before, like there were things that we would do differently during our pregnancy or like right. the, our birth story or what, whatever it is, but you can't, you can't get hung up on that stuff, but yeah. it is important for kids because like developmental milestones are like the critical parts, especially when it comes to like endocrine disruptors, right. you don't, they have, they grow so much at certain points and so quickly that they, they are more vulnerable than us for sure. Especially like you know, lotions and stuff we're putting on babies. And, you know, this is what's oh, really yeah. disturbing uh -huh. is at Target and Walmart. I go, I'll be looking for like soap for myself because I like ran out and I, I need to find something in store. Mm -hmm. And I'm like, surely if I go to the baby section, I'll find something safe. No, no. I mean, some Targets I think have like one maybe brand or line that's safe, but not all Target, not my Target in the small town that I'm in. And not Walmart either. And it yeah. is so sad to me. Right. Yeah, it's really sad. And I think that there's a, like, I think what you're saying, there is this perception that if it's made for babies, it's safe. And yeah. sadly, that is not true. And the other thing that came to mind is like lotions that we're putting on babies. I think there's so many products that are marketed like as a need for baby, when you think about right. baby registry, what's on there, half of the things you don't need, oh. babies don't need to have lotion on them every day. They don't even need to be, be bathed every bathed. day. Yep. This 
really good conversation with um, the founder of Kiss Kiss Goodnight, which is a baby brand uh, that I love. And she was like giving some good educational information about how often you need to bathe, bathe your baby. Like their microbiome needs to be intact. They don't need to be bathed every day, but like, that's the first thing they get when they're born. It's like a bath. Oh, yeah. the, the vernix on their skin is like good for their skin. It protects yeah. them. We wash it off and we're overwashing them. And then they're having skin issues and they're developing eczema and we're disrupting their microbiome, all these things, you know, babies really don't need much. I mean, you can wash them. I mean, she recommends just spot cleaning them and washing them with water, you know, making sure you wash their bottom with water every day and that kind of thing, or if they spit up, but they don't need to be soaked from head to toe and they don't need shampoo and lotion and baby powder and all those things. Save yourself money. It's like you were saying, we use less when you know, you actually use less. It's true. Yeah. And and this just makes me think of just consumerism, especially in America. Like, yeah, we are just inundated with stuff we don't need really honestly (laughs) we could just inspire everyone to have less stuff the world would be so much less toxic that's a really good point and it takes so much effort it's because it's it's all around it's like you have to actively think like this is just something that's being pushed on me and do I really need it well and it's like addicting right because like buying something gives you that like instant gratification and you feel happy for like a whole five minutes and then it goes away and then you want to go get something else and um these companies know that they know how we work how our brain works how our biology works and they they advertise to us in ways that they know how to impact us you know to buy so you really do like wake up to so much stuff once you kind of like step out of it and see it from this other perspective it's what you told me when we spoke before about the food industry and how they target kids. Yeah. I, mean, I was, yeah. I feel like I'm always having this thought and this conversation about how sad it is the that we're just surrounded, we're inundated, we're bombarded with food that's not good for us. It's just yeah. all around. I mean, I feel like I'm spending so much effort and I know I I intentionally put so much time and thought into trying to feed my kids well and I still feel I know that we're coming up short because it's yeah. just impossible when, when it's all around us. Yeah. I mean, and I feel so bad if we're like out somewhere and other kids are having something like, mm-hmm. so I always get to be the a-hole who's like, no. And I, you know, so I've honestly loosened my reins more than I, than I was in the beginning because it was just becoming exhausting to try to do it perfectly and then like you said previously like I know that I'm I am doing so well at home and I'm doing so well majority of the time that the occasional times that we have right food or we are exposed to this thing like we can handle it because we're taking care of ourselves majority of the time yeah that's a really good reminder you got to think that way with food too that's that's true And with product too, like I go to the coffee shop and I get my coffee in a plastic cup and I'm like, I really don't use plastic (laughs) most of the time, but I just, you know, I, I don't know. Sometimes I'm like, okay, no more plastic. And then it gets overwhelming and then it gets back in. I feel like I go through these cycles where it's like, I'm like, okay, no more sugar, no more plastic, no more. Yeah. I'm not going to buy my clothes at target or at walmart i'm only gonna buy my clothes from like organic sources but then it's just it gets overwhelming yeah it more yeah you're right we shouldn't yeah 
it's, it's hard to, you can't make it perfect, but I just, for me, I guess I just, I get frustrated that just that the, the industries are that way, you know? No, I know. I'm like, yeah. When I go to a coffee shop or a restaurant, I'm like, why can't we have just different options? And it's why I want to start all my own restaurants and stores. Cause I'm like, I want to do it right. Let me show y'all how to, how we should be the good, doing it. The good news is if enough of us, if there's enough of us that are, you know, buying from the good places that they'll, they'll, it'll become better. Right. Yeah. That's how we they'll be forced it. to change. Right. Because consumers demand what they want. And that is our hope. Yes. Yeah. That's right. That's right. <laughs> we vote with our dollars. That's true. It's so true. Yeah. You so see like, it happen with clean beauty. Clean beauty wasn't a word when I started. And now it's like every company wants to be clean beauty and now they're cheating and all of that. But at least there's like a, 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 um, an awareness or accepting that that's what people want. I mean, it shows you that there is demand for it and people right. are, people are awake, you know, realizing this better for them. Especially when we are reaching out to brands I know you do this where we reach out and say, Hey, what is this ingredient? What does it mean? Um, tell me more about it. When consumers are doing that, I feel like some brands, they really respond. Right. Well, some brands are, it depends. You can tell if this brand is trustworthy based on how they respond. Number one. <laughs> yes. That's a good point. Yeah. That's a good point to reach out to brands. If you have questions, because yeah. you'll, you'll get every bit of information you need from that response yes. because they'll either push you it. They'll, they'll either deflect or they will make a concerted effort to explain it to you. They will say, we'll try to improve it. And I've seen brands right. change formulas after being asked about certain ingredients. Yes. Um, so we really do have the power to change things. Yeah, absolutely. And that just real I think that has to have them perk up their ears, even if they do respond and not the greatest way. Like the more that we can do that. It's like when we write letters to Congress. It's like, what if we wrote letters to all these big beauty brands and put the bug in the petition ear. sign, which I know like EWG does a lot of work in regard to petitions and stuff, but you know, they're I'll just put it out there and I don't know if this is true. So I'm just going to say that, but I have been told that EWG, um, environmental working group, they have, um, something called skin deep where they discuss clean beauty and you can scan your products and stuff. I've been told that brands can pay their way to be EWG certified. And the brands that I have seen who have the EWG certification are not clean or at least up to switch natural standards did you have any thoughts on that or well a couple thoughts insight I guess you know I don't know that I have I don't really have like insider intel but a couple things I mean EWG does so much good in so many ways they do education and so um but the one thing that I have noticed is it does I do think that companies can do have to pay to get EWG approval. Now, mm-hmm. I'm not saying that process is unfair or anything like that, but there's a, what people have brought this to my attention actually, and I've seen it myself where a product is approved. It's got an ingredient that I would typically avoid. Mm-hmm. And then even EWG itself, if you were to look up that ingredient also restricts that ingredient, but for some, they're say for some reason they find it okay in this one particular product. And I don't know 
how it's not clear how they got comfortable with it in that approved product, but in general, they're not, they're saying maybe it's questionable. So it's just a little murky and, um, maybe it's just part of their business model and the way that they're choosing to, to run their skin deep database um, by promoting certain brands. Um, it is, it is, um, a little concerning. Things just get political. I feel like, um, when they get big and that's what happens, I think in the world, you know, like you grow, you grow, you grow, and then money kind of becomes the dominating force. And that is quite literally my opinion. Again, I don't, I don't know. Um, yeah. And like saying, there, we don't know. Yeah. <laughs> and the there truth. may be a, they may have a, our observation. If I could talk to the person behind the screen there, but would, I've asked this question and I haven't been able to get an answer, but maybe there is a reason why they're okay with this ingredient. And it's just not clear. It's just not explained. Right. And, um, you know, they, they have in their ingredient descriptions reasons why, but I can't click through and get to the final supporting document as to why. So right. I can't say that it's, they don't have a reason, but it's just, they're not sharing whatever that reason is. Right. Right. So again, it's why it's important that we don't stop at one source when we're getting our information. Like, so I yeah. would say, you know, use that source, use whatever other source use switch natural, like use all the sources and then you decide what's best for you based on the information that you gather. I could talk to you all day. Every time mm-hmm. I have people on the podcast, I'm like, okay, well, we just need to go ahead and schedule the next one. Cause I have so much more yeah. to talk yeah. to you about. Um, okay. So we talked about some things to start with, to start swapping, which use fragrance. I love that. Um, you recommended that because with food, natural flavors is like the fragrance oh, where, yeah. because fragrance hides a lot of other ingredients, right? Exactly. It's, like it's loophole. It's- Right. So if you see fragrance on the ingredients, it's, it's one word, but it's really, it could be hundreds of chemicals because companies right. do not have to disclose what's in the fragrance. It's a trade secret. So, yeah. So same with natural flavors in food. If you, if you avoid natural flavors, you're automatically avoiding a bunch of other harmful ingredients. So I love, I don't love it, but I love that yeah. we're easily able to avoid things yeah. just by looking at that one thing. And then you said talc. Um, yep. Yeah. And then, talc you know, go read Andrea's blog to learn even more about ingredients to avoid and download her app to really to really get started and I I love seeing people like oh my gosh I just went through my whole bathroom and scanned everything on your app and they share all the stuff <laughs> yes it's away. <laughs> it's so, so surreal when I see people post videos of them using the app because to see it in action it just makes me so happy to see people doing it like changing their life seeing it right yeah. in front of me is super cool and people get excited about it too and then they get I feel like so many people go through this phase of where they're like angry that they didn't know and they're like angry at the industry and and um, yeah, we've all been I think there. it's a natural phase to go through for sure I was yes definitely. I'm just now coming out of it where it's like you know I can be a victim to them or I can just step into my power and take action and and yes do what needs to be done yes um Absolutely. so that's really what's most important and one way to do that is by using your app and just consuming content from people who know what they're talking about are there any other um 
pages that you would recommend following or books to read or podcasts? Oh gosh, there's so many. Um, one of my favorite books is called clean the, um, the science wait clean. It's called clean the science of skin. I think, Okay. gosh, I'm going to mess this up, but it's by James Hamblin and it's all about the microbiome and the skin and what it really means to be clean and the history of, um, how people clean their skin. And I just think it's a great, like foundational book about how to help take care of your skin in a healthy way. I love that book. Oh, one of the things that came to mind, you were, you were talking about how people get angry. I love that this process on that being on this like non-toxic journey or healthy living journey. Once you start making changes, you feel empowered and you actually feel more in control and it's this snowball effect. And I think that it, it can really impact your whole life, like in a good way. It's not just this sliver. So it spills into everything. It's a it good one to be your on. whole entire life. It really does. And mm-hmm. I have had a spiritual experience with um, making this change where I felt like I feel more spiritually connected now than I ever have. And I cannot help but believe that it's because the toxins in the food and in my products were like clouding my my cognitive abilities to the point where I just wasn't functioning properly. You know, that just kind of gave me chills because I relate to that so much. It clears your mind. Yeah. And then you can like actually hear your guidance. Like people talk about intuitive eating. Um, Mm -hmm. Once you go on this journey, you really are able to tap into that intuitiveness. Whereas body actually needs versus just what you're craving. Mm -hmm. Have you read the alchemist? You talk about spirituality. Oh, you're going to love it. It took me too long to read it because I had heard people say it's a great read and it's just a, it's an enjoyable read. Oh, good. He writes in such a gentle, but inspiring way. I, you know, you'll read it quickly and I just think you'll really enjoy it. Okay. Awesome. About spirituality and intuition. (laughs) That's my jam. If I yeah. that stuff all day, because when I expose myself to that content, I just feel so inspired to yes. like do all the stuff I want to do. So like I get inspired to make types of content and like, I don't know, I just, when I'm connected spiritually, things are just so much easier. It's like just ideas come and yeah, I'm also reading this book called the gift of imperfection by Brene Brown. And the most recent chapter I read last night, she was talking about creativity and and, you know, tapping into that is, is so important for your, for yourself all around. And it's how you come up with good ideas. It's how you get motivated and inspired to do things and just feel better. So I think yeah. it's a good message. Yeah. Yeah. So y'all, if you've been feeling called to go on this journey <laughs> of, <laughs> of clean living and healthy living, um, trust it, you know, it, and I think for so many of us, we have this all or nothing mentality where we're like, if, well, if I can't do it all, or if I can't do it perfect, then I'm not going to start. And it's my number one piece of advice is to meet yourself where you're at. Andrea always says swap or no, what do you say? Swap out as you run out. Yeah. No. Switch out as you run out. Switch yes. out as you run out. Yes. Yeah. So meet yourself where you're at in this. You don't have to replace everything overnight. Just one thing at a time. And we're here to help. She's here to help. Her app's here to help. So you have your app, which is on all um, mobile devices, right? Yes. On Android and Apple. Yeah. Either one. Um, and then my, my website kind of has everything on it. It's got the blog. It's got a 
um, a link to my app, um, my podcast. So trying to reach people however I can. I love to hear from you guys on Instagram. That's kind of where I spend most of my time. I am on Facebook too and TikTok just a little bit, but you can always find me on Instagram. You can always email me, Andrea at switchnatural.com. And guys, seriously, like you, she interacts with so many people on Instagram and I'm sure you're not, like you said, you can't keep up with all of the messages, but it's so cool to watch your stories because you're just constantly interacting with people and they're asking you questions and you're answering them. And it's so cool that you share the screenshots because then other people get to learn from those conversations. Yeah. I I figured if, if one person has a question, then someone else out there has got to have it too. So I'm hoping to just help as many people as I can. Yeah. And then what type of, um, content is on your podcast? So I'm talking to, um, people that I've been inspired by just that I've come across with it's, it's people in the beauty space and the wellness space that have sort of had that aha moment, kind of like I did, and then did something with it to help other people. I love those stories. And I, I, the podcast sort of hit me out of nowhere. I started having conversations with people like you, Bracey has been on my podcast. I love that episode so much. Um, and I kept thinking, gosh, I want other people to hear this too. Like, right. So that's sort of, that's why I started the podcast and it's been so much fun. And you've had founders of like clean brands on there too, right? Yes. I think it's so cool. Just so cool because it's people that I never really thought I'd talk to or meet that I just, I've been using their products for years, like literally five, six, seven years. And so to get to talk to them and hear their story, why they started, it really changes things when you understand why people did what, what they did and why they're doing what they're doing. And, um, I don't know, it just brings it all full circle. Right. Mm-hmm. Cause it's relatable. Yeah. Right. And you're like, oh my gosh, this is another human who cares about me and they get it. And, then, and it's inspiring to do yeah. whatever it is that your heart desires, you know? Yeah. Yeah. I can't wait. I need to listen to more of your episodes. I, I keep saving them and then, yeah, I, I really get to listen to them. What's the, um, I think you had the founder, something elephant. You share their stuff. Oh, all the, time. the healthy elephants club, Melissa. She Tell was us my about first. That. What is that? So she, um, well, her product is, she has a, a, a B vitamin, a B complex vitamin. And I am not, um, you know, I know products pretty well. I don't know supplements as well. Um, I don't take a lot of them, but this is one of those that I have a noticeable difference when I take it. It's amazing. And she and I actually met on Instagram and became great friends. She is a wealth of information when it comes to nutrition. I mean, I've learned so much from Melissa. I mean, she, she goes real deep into the science. Um, I just think that she has great advice. And so I loved having her on talk about nutrition and just, she gives a lot of good takeaways about nutrition, things that you can do, the importance of certain food types, what, what her vitamin is about. It's like the cleanest B uh, supplement on the market. And I, I think it's great. Awesome. All right. Y'all. So definitely check out her podcast and it's called the switch podcast oh. with Andrea from switch natural, the <laughs> switch podcast. I'll share this in the switch show podcast. notes and then the app yeah. and then switch.natural on Instagram. So follow her all the places. Uh, is there anything else you want to add in that we didn't get to talk about? <laughs> If you're somebody that just wants to know what clean products to buy, you can go to my link Dolly shop. Yeah. And so it's, um, 
my link dolly shop is all of my favorite products that I've scanned in one place. You can search by product type or brand or retailer. It also includes other clean products. And it's something that I, I actually uh, built that program for other people to use as well. So if you're an influencer or if you're somebody that recommends products a lot, you can build your own shop similar to the one that I have, you know, with your brand and all of your favorites and put your affiliate links in there so that when people shop from them, um, you earn commission. And that's something I want to be upfront about is I don't do paid ads with brands. So if you see me talking about my favorite shampoo or my favorite, whatever, they haven't paid me to do that. It's because I... I just do it. But when I share a link, so if it's in my shop, those are commissionable links. So if you were to purchase from my link that, um, I, I would earn a commission on those. So I just want to be super transparent there. Yeah. And well, and I love that. And I love that you don't do brand partnerships. I mean, <laughs> I do not hate on anyone who does because, Oh, absolutely. Why yeah. not make money on a product you genuinely use. Um, I have a problem when it's something you don't use and then you're promoting it but that's a whole other yeah, story that's a whole yeah there's but tons of people that are promoting brands they believe in and getting paid for it and I think that's right totally fine it it just um it's difficult for me to do it I want to remain unbiased because of yeah. what I'm providing with my app I think it's just important for me not to cross that line at this point not to say that I never will but it's just sort of been my philosophy right uh, well, and you want you want people to trust you and I think that that just it it speaks volumes about your integrity and what you're doing and that you're not in it for the money and or, or for the immediate money of course you want to make money we all get to make money we get to have a livelihood and this is your career um but it's that's not all it's about so I love it's that not, about yeah you. and there's so many great creators and I, I think that people do kind of get a there are always going to be bad actors, but a lot of us, especially in the wellness space are, are doing it to help people. And we've got to get paid, you know, influencers, okay. people think it's just easy money and it's a lot of money, but it's not, No, <laughs> it's not we talked about that. It's like, it's not, <laughs> um, it, it's something you get to build over time. It does not, not happen overnight, especially when you're not going to partner with just any brand. Like you were saying, influencers yeah. have been contacted by by companies who want them to promote certain things. And it, it's real. I received, I shared it publicly that I received an email that offered me to promote, um, weight loss injections. <laughs> and I, was oh, I did see that wild flabbergasted and, and it's happening. We see it all over. And that's, I mean, it, it correlates to the way that pharmaceuticals are advertised in America that other countries don't even allow for that. So that's, that's a whole other rabbit hole. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I could talk about how marketing, how the whole, I mean, I think it's just where it's, we're in this huge change and nobody quite knows where to land and all these weird things are happening. Hopefully well, maybe that'll be our next episode is to talk about <laughs> yeah. marketing scandals. I don't know. If yes. That could be an episode. <laughs> Thank you for like, um, for having me here. Like it's, it's nice to be able to talk about this and I'm excited that people are going to hear this. I just want to keep spreading the word. I mean, I know that's your mission too. like, just help as many people as we can. And so I oh, love having yes. this outlet. I'm so glad you came. <laughs> all right, Andrea. Well, thank you so much for coming on and guys check out her stuff. It'll all be in the show notes and we'll see you later. Thank you so much for having me. Bye. Bye.